rough and it's a rough and uh, ready system system but here we go so yeah i think uh, i think we're live yeah so i'm here with bill watcott bill how are you doing hi there god has been good to me in spite of myself <laughs> you're quite a guy so uh, you got a bit of a reaction last time two years ago you came on my show and people uh, loved you or hated you and then some of the haters said hey actually i love this guy so uh, do you get that reaction a lot from people um yes i do actually i guess if you take a definite stand it can be polarizing either for or against <laughs> and what stand did you just take uh, you just had a little incident there a run in with someone what happened yeah i was uh, sitting on a porch of one of my supporters and I just happened to look up from my computer and I saw over the hedges Justin Trudeau's campaign bus. So uh, we went over there and indicted him. Uh, I told him he is a criminal. He has harmed millions of Canadians. He supports uh, killing babies. He supports sodomy. He supports undermining parental authority. Yeah, gender confusion. And we called on him to repent and to turn to Christ. Yeah, and his uh, security detail blocked me. Of course, a couple of uh, the liberal supporters started uh, trying to counter heckle, uh, and Justin uh, just just waved at everyone and got on his bus and went away. But that wasn't before he heard from us. <laughs> wow! Yeah. So uh, he's having a bit of a rough go. Uh, I've seen on Bitshoot a lot of videos going viral of uh, POS chants and uh, other chants with the F word and stuff like that. POS, I, I kind of feel that way about him. But we were we were calling him to repentance and we were speaking uh, truthful facts that, that indeed he is destroying Canada's freedom <clears throat> and corrupting this country. For sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it seem to be a lot of prominent uh, so-called Catholics in politics in North America. You've got Biden, Trudeau, you've got Pelosi and uh, a couple of people like that. What uh, What's going on? Is that just coincidence? Um, I don't know if it's coincidence or not. Um, you know, I, I know devout Catholics and they're they're a million miles apart from these guys. Uh, these guys use the title Catholic, but they actually strike me as cultural Marxists. I, I don't, I, I don't even know if Trudeau believes in God. I, I can't get into his head, but he certainly doesn't uh, govern himself like he does. And you know, um, your ear, your ear is going to be famous because all we can see is your ear. Can we get a shot of your face? There you oh, go. Here's my face. My apologies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there. Uh, I don't know. The ear might have looked better. It's hard. Are to you? <laughs> Are you able to hear me when you hold the phone like that? Oh, I can hear you clearly there. There yeah. you go. So uh, you're still at your friend's place? I'm at my friend's place. I'm going to head over to a small church uh, soon here nice. in Ontario. I can't, uh, I can't disclose its location, yeah. but they ask optional uh, worship. And uh, I'm hoping to, to be able to worship God tomorrow without a face diaper on my <laughs> or two shots of some weird vaccine. <laughs> yeah. so uh can you before we get into the whole covid uh, mania can you just talk a little bit about the court cases that you've been dealing with actively for the past two years because i don't know exactly what's been happening there um well the ronin case i don't know where that's at uh i really didn't have towards the end any legal representation 
And uh, I couldn't find a Christian lawyer to go forward with the case. And the one that I had, for reasons known to himself, uh, he, he, he didn't file my appeal by the deadline, even though he had a COVID extension of nearly two years. Uh, so that was very disappointing. And in the last six hours, an interesting guy who um, fights lockdowns, fights gender confusion, and uh, also belongs to a nudist beach, which seems a little incongruent, but it is what it is. Uh, that that guy on my behalf filed an appeal, and it sure didn't look like uh, something that a lawyer would uh, would file, but it was probably something I would have wrote. Uh, basically said Ronan Oje is a man, and therefore Bill should win because he spoke the truth. Uh, to paraphrase about 20 pages, that's about what he said. And... Um, you know, as far as I can tell, he got that in and and uh, Ronan hasn't done any enforcement action for his fifty five thousand dollars. So so I, I don't know if that appeal is pending or not. Uh, you know, the courts are decimated by covid. And of course, I don't have legal representation. I just have some activists who is not quite mainstream um, file an appeal on my behalf. And, uh, you know, I'm grateful the guy did that. And I don't know if Ronan's lawyer, had, Ronan's lawyer did, did have about 25 pages of response to it. So I don't know. Uh, the uh, case that I'm here in Toronto for now is uh, a criminal case. It's uh, willful promotion of hatred is the charge. And that stems from a ministry that I did in uh, the Toronto Pride Parade way back in 2016. It's finally getting to trial uh, this month. And uh, the Crown's seeking 18 months in jail, and that's for giving accurate medical information on homosexuality, as well as real-life testimonies of homosexuals and transgenders who have changed their lives. And, of course, upholding the cross as, as the answer for straights and gays, uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, but for giving this accurate information, in the Toronto Pride Parade, well disguised as a gay zombie cannabis consumer. And just so your listeners know, I had to disguise myself as a gay zombie cannabis consumer because I did uh, apply to March as an openly Christian man and was rejected. Uh, they're not tolerant of open Christians, but they do seem to be tolerant of gay zombies at the uh, Pride Parade. Uh, so I was a gay zombie cannabis consumer. I was accepted and I was able to hand out my zombie safe sex packages which had this accurate gospel and medical information. And then I guess once they opened it, they didn't like it. And so now they want to put me in jail for 18 months. Did, and I shouldn't say they all like it. Some, some did like it, albeit a minority. But, but some appreciated getting the information. It's, it's just the, the nasty and intolerant ones that want to put me in jail for that. Do you think uh, Trudeau and his entourage recognize you? They know you, they know your face and your voice? Um, interestingly, also when I did that ministry, um, I was also the subject of a $104 million lawsuit and the media doesn't widely publicize it. Uh, but the liberal party of Canada and Justin Trudeau and the former premier Kathleen Wynne were named as plaintiffs, as those who are harmed by my gospel literature. Mm. So. Um, you know, you know, they were actually part of the action seeking 104 million in damages from me. So, you know, Trudeau would have personally signed on to that, seeing as it was his name. He would have been at least uh, briefed of, of the lawsuit and would have at least given his consent to be part of it. 
Um, I don't know. Trudeau, Trudeau hurt us. Like, like he was within earshot of us and definitely hurt us, but he, he did not pay a whole lot of attention as we called on him to repent. So I, I doubt that he noticed me personally mm. and I don't really care if he does or doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you're from the West of Canada. Is that right? Yes. I currently live in Western Canada. Uh, because my wife and I were thinking, oh, let's move to Alberta because it seems like they're more uh, free and easy with the, the COVID restrictions. Now they seem to be sort of uh, putting, tightening the screw in Alberta too. But what is the landscape across from east to west and from west to east across Canada? Is everyone in lockstep now with the uh, vaccine passports like we have here in Quebec and you have in BC? Uh, is everyone just tightening those screws or are some people rebelling? Like, what is the political landscape with uh, the whole COVID thing? I believe from coast to coast, vaccine passports are the regulation of the land. I don't know if they're codified into law, but they're certainly the regulation and police will enforce them. And, so, and masks yeah, I, and everything. I don't think you can move anywhere in Canada to be free now. Um, you'd have to look at moving to the Midwest if you wanted to get the Midwest of the United States, if you wanted to get away from this uh, tyranny. Oh, okay. And have you traveled in the States? Are you allowed to go to the States? No, uh, because I'm charged with an indictable offense. Uh, the police took my passport back in 2018. So I'm stuck here. Uh... And I'm also unvaccinated. So I'm not even sure if I can get on an airplane now. You're one of the pure bloods. I guess. Uh, I don't judge those harsh things. <laughs> Many of them have families that are dependent on them. Of course. And they'll lose their jobs. They were victims. Yep. They, they, they were either lied to and believed it, or they were coerced into doing something against their will. It's nothing to be proud of having a 70% compliance rate. Uh, because many of them uh, had to take it on pain of losing their jobs yeah. or, you know, social uh, activities that, that they really depended on for, for a quality of life. For sure. I mean, uh, I don't know if you heard what that Australian politician said, but he said, well, uh, if you take it and you die, it was your choice. You made an informed consent and uh, your oh. your medical decisions are your responsibility and it's all on you. And, you that know, true if they weren't uh, taking away jobs denying access to normal gathering places and just hating on you on the radio and hiding, hiding the vaccine injuries. Although in Canada, it's getting harder to hide. I have a friend in Dryden who knows two people who died from the shot. I, in my own little world, I had a neighbor who was bedridden for three days and that was two months ago. And she's still very sick and has her hands trembling since, since taking the shot. Her, her very serious symptoms, which caused her to not be able to get out of bed. Um, and, and, you know, we had, we had to go feed her because she couldn't feed herself for, for like 72 hours. Uh, though, though, those symptoms kicked in within hours of taking the shot. And prior to that, she was a healthy 65 years year old. So, um, mm. you know, most of us, most of us know someone who's been harmed by yeah. the shot. And a few of us know someone who's been killed. Yeah, so I do. They, I do. Yeah. Yeah, most of us do. It's it's so 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 they can cook up whatever stats they want. It's obvious that these uh, vaccines are not are not safe. My my own anecdotal experience tells me that and I'll trust that more than the Public Health Agency of Canada. Yeah. Are we doing the same th- Oh. 
Are we doing the same thing in Canada that they're doing in the States where we won't count someone as uh, vaccinated until 14 days after the second shot or whatever it is? I'm not an expert on that, but that sounds about right because I've noticed that with the vaccine passport um, in Alberta, I think you have to have been vaccinated for 14 days before you can enjoy normal social interactions. And even the vaccinated can't enjoy normal social interactions. I think the last time I looked at the Alberta regulations, um, you are you are not allowed to have more than one person who you're not related to, and you have to be socially distanced in your house if you're unvaccinated like me. And then I guess if you're if you're vaccinated, if all of you are vaccinated, you can have up to ten people, but you can't have eleven. <laughs> so I, I guess at eleven, even the vaccinated are spreading COVID. Yeah, well, did they count if there was if there were pregnant women, uh, if there were five pregnant women, does that count as five people or 10 people? Did they recognize the baby in the womb as a human or no? Well, obviously, these regulations are coming under liberal and progressive conservative governments. So, no, the baby doesn't count. <laughs> not at all. Um, yeah, or in Alberta's case, the United Conservative Party, and they've done nothing for the unborn and Kenny used to be pro-life, but uh, he, he doesn't champion that cause anymore. But, um, you know, you know, it, it seems to me that 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 even the vaccinated have to socially distance and wear face diapers. And sure, they're allowed to have 10 people instead of one. But at 11, I guess, theoretically, according to uh, Dina Hinshaw, once once you hit the 11th vaccinated person in a room, COVID is spreading again. So mm-hmm. I, I oh, that that's following the science. Uh, what I'm telling you is, is it's absolutely ludicrous, and they're just pulling numbers out of their bum. One, one set of numbers to leave the uh, vaccinated in a sense of crisis, but with a bearable quality of life. And then another set of numbers is applied to the unvaccinated, with, which just simply makes your life un, unlivable. Do you want to stay over here for the car so we can Oh, yes, please. Thank you. Uh, sorry, I'm just no getting problem. my car so I can go to my mask optional church tomorrow do you know do you know the pastor that was arrested uh out west uh do you remember Art- him yeah yes i do um if you're talking about Arpolowski, there's been a few arrested actually there was also a baptist pastor in calgary uh tim stevens and then there was pastor coates who was arrested i've never met pastor james coates or tim stevens but i've met pastor Arpolowski. seems like a nice guy from what i've seen on rebel news well, he has courage. Uh, he's spoken out where most pastors have refused to. Yeah. Uh, do you know Rebel News? Do you know those guys? Oh, yes. Um, I was interviewed by them at the Whistle Stop Cafe some time ago. And uh, I sent uh, I sent a couple of super chats their way just to help them out financially and get a little word on when those things were allowed on, on YouTube. Because we were thinking, uh, trying to figure out how to vote in the federal election, and we were thinking, oh, maybe the conservatives are good, but the, uh, Rebel News said, no, 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 no. And then, sure enough, over the next couple of weeks, we saw O'Toole sort of uh, morph into uh, Trudeau 2.0, like he just had a lot of the same ideas as Trudeau with uh, with respect to the vaccines and stuff. Pretty much identical, to be honest. Um, yeah, a lot of people say you have to vote strategically to get rid of Trudeau, and I can't think of a less strategic and more wasted vote than voting for O'Toole because 
I don't think the man's integrity is any better than Trudeau. Like I kind of dislike Trudeau on a, on a personal level. I think he's very slimy and dishonest, but I find O'Toole to be the same way. O'Toole, at, at least Trudeau has consistently been left wing and for the lockdowns, even though he doesn't obey the lockdowns himself. Uh, he was in Barbados over Christmas. And then the government accountability guy that put the picture of him in Barbados on Twitter, he platformed, but it was there for the world to see for a little time. So Trudeau doesn't obey his own lockdown. But, you know, the guy's consistent. You know where he stands. He says he's for lockdowns. And, you know, even though he won't live by him himself, uh, he does impose them on us just like he promises he will. He said he's for gun control. You know, he says he's for gender confusion. Uh, He says he's for abortion up to birth. We know where Justin stands on these issues. What I find um, annoying about O'Toole is at least on two of those four items, he flip-flopped. On abortion, he's been consistently pro-abortion. On the LGBT and uh, gender confusion agenda, you know, O'Toole is consistently for that. So anyone who votes for him thinking that's better than then Trudeau is insane, but I'll say at least at least O'Toole has been honest and consistent in pushing those agendas and getting rid of people in this party who think otherwise. On the lockdowns, he said he's not for them, and he's not for vaccine passports, but now he is. He's, he's had a change in heart based on polls. I find that to be reprehensible, and, and I don't even believe the polls. The people I'm meeting here in Toronto and the people I've met out west whether it's Vancouver or whether it's Alberta or whether it's Manitoba, I have not met many people who really want these lockdowns and vaccine passports to, to, to continue. So I don't know where these poll numbers are coming, but um, you know, it's obviously what the elites want. And Justin uh, has been for that consistently and O'Toole is for it today. So if you vote for him, you're voting for lockdowns. He said that he believed law abiding gun owners, had the right to own uh, firearms of all classes just this past week. He flip-flopped on that. So really, really the guy, the guy stands for nothing. And I don't know how that can be a strategic vote. Personally, I voted for the people's party of Canada. It was for me. I had an openly pro-life candidate. I had a candidate who was unambiguous that she did not believe gender confusion should be taught to children in schools. And she's unambiguously against the mass mandate uh, Justin Trudeau's little gathering today that we we're preaching at, everyone was in face diapers when I went to see my candidate. Uh, no one, no one in the town hall had a face diaper on. And that kind of tells you just what you need to know when it comes to voting. O'Toole, yeah. he's running around with face diapers. Why the heck would you vote for that? Yeah, I uh, I voted PPC just because I don't know anything about them, but uh, I saw a little, car- well, a little publicity that they had where all of the candidates, Jagmeet Singh, Trudeau, and everyone was masked up, but uh, Bernier was not masked up. So I said, okay, I'll just vote for these guys. You made you made the right choice, I think, based on the values that I've heard you espouse. Um, you know, certainly Maxime will allow those who are Christian and freedom-oriented to exist in his party. And that's a huge, huge improvement over the conservatives. Is it true he's an unrepentant homosexual or no? I've never heard that, so I would not uh, target that... him with a crush. Okay. Uh, I heard that. I don't know if it's true or false. Pardon? I heard that, but it was like a rumor uh, just going around on the internet. I don't know if it's true or false. I've not heard that, and 
I've not heard that either from my candidate who happened to be a pro-life evangelical Christian. Okay. Uh, most unrepentant homosexuals I've met with one or two exceptions are not terribly tolerant of Christians. So that <laughs> seemed a little, no, actually Maxime Bernier did have a scandal, but it was with a female. So oh. I, I believe that's rubbish. That, that okay. Yeah. Yeah. He was involved in some kind of, a uh, sexual affair with some woman and left some classified documents at at her house when he was in the Conservative Party of Canada, and it reflected. Okay. But it kind of shows that he's heterosexual. Uh, on the abortion issue, he's not as strong as I would like. He's personally uh, opposed and would vote. He did say he would vote against late-term abortion. He never promised, like my, my candidate, to vote against early-term abortion. But he allows people who want early term abortion to be outlawed to vote freely according to their conscience without repercussion so to to me that's by far the best party other than the christian heritage party which sadly is only fielding i think 25 candidates this election uh but yeah bernier allows pro-life christians to to voice their opinions free of uh of reprisal and he himself is better than o'toole or justin they will defend late-term abortion he, he at least gets squeamish at that stage, and he seems open to education for the earlier stages. Would the left uh, stoop so low as to uh, spread a nasty rumor about Bernier that he's a homosexual with the left? Because the left loves homosexuals. Why would they Why would they accuse someone of something if it's a virtue? They only love homosexuals when it suits them. They only love blacks or natives when it suits them. Uh, they just simply use these... Uh, people classes as cannon fodder for their cause oh so yeah. uh um seems like a slight slimy move but i guess politics is slimy what about the uh, miscarriage rate uh, there was a study done by the new england journal of medicine about miscarriage rate among uh pregnant women who are vaccinated versus unvaccinated and i looked at the uh, all the propaganda and it was exaggerating the uh, safety and then I did my own uh, analysis. I, I made a YouTube video about it, and uh, it seems like there's somewhere between a three and four fold increase in the risk of miscarriage if you take the vax. Have you heard anything about that? And uh... Uh, you will be more up to date on the specific um, on the specific uh, risk factors than I am. I have read some articles in LifeSite News uh, stating that there's a, a definite um, elevated risk of miscarriage. Uh, I've also heard that many w- young women who take the vaccine have irregular periods, which yeah. would indicate that it affects uh, their fertility. Um, I've listened to Teresa Tam say that it's perfectly safe for, for, for pregnant women, although, like I said, her and Justin Trudeau, I don't believe anything that comes out of their mouth. And then anecdotally, uh, a woman in a church that, uh, that I attend uh, took the vaccine, and I think she was 30 or 31, somewhere around there, uh, 31 or 32 years of age. And she had a healthy baby in the third trimester. I believe the baby was six months along in gestation, and she lost the baby after taking the vaccine. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm a bit concerned uh, now that they're going for younger and younger age categories with uh, mandatory vaccination. I know people personally that have, uh, you know, uh, young teens, 13, 14, 15, that have been vaccinated and uh, they're not allowed to do extracurricular activities or sports at school if they don't get it. And so 
Um, I don't know if this is Canada-wide or if it's just in Quebec, because Quebec's a little bit further left, I guess, than most of the, the provinces, right? Well, even if it's only Quebec now, next month it'll be Canada-wide. I think I've heard of the vaccine becoming mandatory for over the age of 12, even in BC and Alberta. So I, even though it's provincial governments pushing it, it seems to me that it is Canada-wide. And if we do see a lot of infertility uh, in this young generation, it'll take uh, probably up to 10 years to start seeing the beginnings of that uh, manifesting itself, right? So they have a little bit of a cover story with, oh, we don't, we can't correlate it with, with the shot, right? I mean, this... Uh, well, they've jabbed a lot of healthy 20 and 30 and you know, uh, your year old women. So I got a feeling, uh, I got a feeling we're going to be seeing the decreased fertility right away myself. Okay. I just don't think the media is going to talk about the downside until they have no choice. And by then the damage is done. Like I said, anecdotally in my world, I know of numerous vaccine injuries and two deaths, not in my immediate circle, but in the immediate circle of one of my friends um, that's what I know, and, and I don't think I see but a fraction of a percentage of what's going on in this country. So um, I think there's going to be a lot of carnage before before this madness comes to an end, if it comes to an end. Uh, I'm not sure where this is going, but I expect it to get worse, and ultimately I'm looking to Christ to return and you know try to be true to him uh, as long as I'm here and going through this. I've just kind of made up my mind, especially especially with what I've been seeing in the last month, that whatever losses I take, I, I don't want that job. And I'll try to network with other like minds to just, you know, survive as well as we can without uh, doing this to ourselves. Yeah. Well, I often say that I don't want to use as an excuse to not get the job. I don't want to use science or, you know, uh, the virus or anything like that. I don't want to talk about anything but my free will. Like I have free will and I'm going to say no just on principle. And the the even in the best case scenario, like if uh, this so-called virus is naturally occurring and it's really deadly and we should be afraid of it and we should protect our vulnerable people from it and this vaccine is the best medicine that was ever created by man, even in the best case scenario, like even if it made me taller, stronger, more handsome and everything, longer life, and a better Christian, I still wouldn't take it, just on principle. Well, the bottom line is, is they allow you to consume cannabis, and I think there's personal and social cost to that, and that's in the name of freedom. They allow you to consume pornography, yeah. which has very, very verifiable social costs. Yeah. Every single serial killer on America's death row has admitted to a pornography addiction and starting yeah. up that way. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're allowed to euthanize yourself, I think that has social and personal costs. Mm -hmm. um, and all of that, it's, it's because we're allegedly a free country, so you have a right to do all these harmful and reprehensible things. But suddenly on the vaccine, it's no longer your body, your choice. You have to take it or you're an evil and rotten person. So I, I agree with you. On a matter of principle, I don't want it because of the way it's being pushed. Uh, but that being said, anecdotally, I know people have been injured. I have seen healthcare workers speak out against it and, and be sanctioned. Um, and based on that information, I think a reasonable person can make an argument based on, on data and yeah. based on outcomes 
that it's not fair to force something that's potentially harmful and is potentially harmful and I think has even been proven in some cases to be harmful. Um, it, yeah. It's not right to force that on people. You know, For you sure. have, have the right to say no. For and sure. It's not even clear that it's saving everyone. If, if you're only allowed 11 people and you still have to wear a face diaper after you're double vaxxed, how, how, you know, efficacious is this? Is this, is this serum? Like, it doesn't seem like public health believes it's efficacious. If they believed it, you can meet all the people you want and you wouldn't have to wear a face diaper anymore. Yeah. How, how much of a concern is the uh, process by which this was developed and calibrated and tested with the aborted uh, cell tissues and all these sorts of things? Is that an issue for you? Uh, for me, that's probably the number one issue. Uh, early on, uh, after I listened to, uh, to Pamela Geller on, on uh, LifeSite News, uh, she was interviewed by John Henry Weston, and she was involved in the vaccine development. Um, when she was talking about the aborted uh, baby cells that were used and and she was saying the ongoing research had to use fresher tissue than the babies who were murdered in the 1970s. Um, yeah, for me, that's probably the overriding principle as to why I would not want to take it. I know some people who are aware of the abortion connection and they're still comfortable taking it. Um, I can't judge people for that. You know, these babies are dead now. Uh, but for me, I don't want to be a part of that. I do, I've always yeah. fought the abortion industry right from the earliest days of my Christian walk. And um, I don't agree with personally with with taking something that's tainted by the murder of innocent children. Yeah. Well, you know, the children were murdered after they extracted all the valuable goodies from them, right? That's right. I don't think these children were ex murdered exclusively for their cells, but they were harvested afterwards and that to me is awfully close to what uh, the Nazis have done with undesirables in the 1930s and 40s. So, yeah, yeah. you know, as, as a Christian, I don't believe our highest calling is to stay alive at all costs. No, you know, lives are sacred. They're made in his image. The unborn child's life is also sacred and made in God's image. And our our calling is to serve the Lord here on Earth. And if you have to compromise that calling to stay alive, then, then I think at that point, God comes first. And, you know, if he wants me to survive on this earth, uh, I don't need Pfizer to, to survive. If he calls me home and it happens to be by the coronavirus, um, that is not necessarily the worst outcome as a Christian. You know, as long as you die knowing Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. So I'm, as far as I'm concerned, I'm entitled to have that view, whether the secular world agrees with it or not. And that's how I want to govern myself. And that's how I inform myself on the reasonableness of taking this vaccine. And for the record, when I was a nurse, I took the hepatitis vaccine and the flu vaccine and was not opposed to them. But this, this vaccine is is something different. Yeah. Uh, my hunch is that a lot of these uh, so-called anti-vaxxers who speak out against COVID and the whole mismanagement of COVID and all the fear mongering, these uh, radio, like so-called right-wing radio hosts in the States that end up getting, allegedly getting COVID and dying. Uh, my hunch is that if they had stayed away from the hospital, they could have fought, fought off the disease, whatever they got. But because they went to the hospital, I mean, this sounds a bit paranoid and conspiracy theorist, but it seems to me that once they get in the hospital, uh, they can uh, kill you whether they intend to or not. But it seems like if they put you on that ventilator, it's pretty much 50-50, right? 
I think it's less than 50-50 once you get on the ventilator. And, you know, I'm a little bit paranoid like you just because of what I've seen. Uh, I've seen blatant mismanagement and lies by the media, blatant lies by our government. Uh, and I've seen a lot of malice. So uh, whether someone wants to call me a tinfoil or not, I wouldn't rule out that these conservative talk show hosts did get bumped off. Uh, there was also, I was reading in the Times of Israel, a Jewish uh, anti-vaxxer, if you want to use that term, uh, certainly anti-lockdown. Um, his last words before he died was, they're trying to kill me in this hospital. Mm. <laughs> uh, live thing on Facebook, I think it was, or something. And those were his last words. And, and then he did die. They would not give him the treatments that he wanted. And my understanding in American hospitals and Canadian hospitals um, your wishes are not respected if you want to be treated with hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin or, um, you know, they, they've decreed that these are unsafe for you and they'll, they'll certainly let you have cannabis or pornography. <laughs> they let you have, uh, have, have these drugs, even though doctors around the world have said they're safe and effective. Would you go to the hospital if your lungs started to get all clogged up with some gross virus or would you try uh, to treat it? Uh, the problem is, is I'm not a big fan if you're in serious condition of trying to treat things on your own. That can kill you as well. Um, I don't know. I'll cross that bridge when I get there. If I get really sick, I'd probably go to the hospital. And if that's where I die, I die. And if I get better, well, you know, uh, St. Paul said to live is Christ and to die is gain. Yeah. What about this whole idea of uh, quarantine camps and uh, they've built a bunch of them in Australia? I don't know if you've been following what's happening in Australia. It's pretty nasty. And even in uh, the UK. But it seems like Christendom, what used to be called Christendom, is most the most oppressed part of the world uh, in terms of this whole COVID mismanagement. What's yeah, up with that? Christendom might be found in the East now. I think uh, Australia, the US and Canada is post-Christian. Uh, certainly Canada and Australia, the U.S., there's still a battle going, it seems. Uh, but certainly Western Europe is post-Christian. Um, yeah, I, I, I remember a year ago I chuckled at the quarantine camps. And I remember they showed what might have been a quarantine camp in Manitoba. And Rebel News said that's kooky. And I kind of agreed with them at the time. Uh, I think Canada could move in that direction, too. I I believe um, they might they might lock us up if they don't force enough of us to get the jab, uh, you know, just through uh, the sanctions that they have now. I don't believe this is coming to an end. Uh, if we ignore the vaccine passport and still refuse to get the jab, who knows? We might start getting rounded up and put into camps here in Canada. I think I think that's possible. What do you think about because my friend, a couple of my friends are suggesting to me because they know my stance is very hardcore with respect to non-compliance. Um, so a couple of them suggested, well, hey, you could get like a fake passport, a, f a fraudulent passport, or you could get like a religious exemption or something. I'm like, no, I want I want if they come at me, like if the powers that be, whoever they are, come at me. I want it to be very, very crystal clear which side I'm on and that I'm on the side of, of I have free will and I can make my own choices when it comes to what medica medical treatments I accept, right? So I don't want to sort of fall through the cracks by saying, oh, I got a fake passport or I got a medical exemption. Oh, look, because I'm a Christian, I'm, uh, I'm safe now. No, I want to be on the side of the second-class citizens right to the end. So I don't want to escape from that uh, second-class citizenship using some loophole. Do you agree? 
Uh, I'm a little more pragmatic than you. If I could get a fake passport today, I would. Uh, it's interesting you brought that up. There was a doctor uh, here in Toronto, actually Richmond Hill to be specific, who was handing out, uh, and they weren't fake because he's a medical doctor licensed under the College of Physicians and Surgeons here in Ontario. He was handing out exemptions for vaccine and mask mandates uh, to, to those who wanted them based on psychological grounds. I guess he handed out uh, some uh, last week uh, to, you know, I guess he practices here in Richmond Hill on um, Saturdays. I guess he handed out to a few hundred last week and then just word of mouth, because this isn't something you could ever put on Twitter or Facebook. Uh, just, just word of mouth was such. I heard about last night and from 10 in the morning until, or sorry, from 7 in the morning till 11 in the morning, I was standing in line trying to get my exemption. And then uh, there's probably the lineup, I would estimate, was 500 people. Wow. It's a very, very long lineup of people who wanted this. Many of them were healthcare providers. I talked to a few of them in the line. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, sadly, by 11 o'clock, the police showed up and by 1130, it was shut down. And the doctor had to ask us to go home. He said his clinic was shut down by uh, by law. Oh, uh, you know? uh, yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. What do you think about the I know there are lots and lots of uh, nurses that are not buying this. But what about the cops? Are there any cops that are on our side in terms of noncompliance to the bullying? Uh, there's been a couple. I've seen them on Rebel News and they lost their careers. Yeah. 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 Big that's where that in this country big price to pay like i have no kids that's sort of my uh, trump card right like i don't have kids yeah so uh not much to lose like i'm willing to eat i'd rather live out of eating out of dumpsters than get the shot even if it improves my health like i just on principle but, yeah and i don't believe the shot will improve your health based on what i've seen i think that's a highly questionable claim it might yeah. be better live out of dumpsters and hopefully this will pass <laughs> you know i think we're gonna have to fight to make it pass and uh i don't know if canadians are there I, i'm seeing a lot of unhappy canadians but how to rally them and organize them into effective opposition it's is are you still there are you still there i'm still here okay your video dropped out and your audio dropped out for a minute oh there I'm yeah, yeah, I had a you're call. Back. I'll okay. get to that in a few minutes. But, okay, um, okay. We'll wrap up. Uh, so what? What? how do we want to wrap this up? I guess we want to talk about uh, Jesus Christ and you think he's going to come again soon. I, I personally don't think so. I think we've got a long way to go. But um, who knows? God only knows. We're not supposed to uh, predict those sorts of things. We do but, not know the day or the hour. I, I should say it looks like he's coming soon, but I don't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But have yeah, you seen I a lot of scripture fulfilled? Mike. Have you seen? Have you seen non? Uh, how should I put this? Uh, have you seen atheists come to God because of all the COVID nonsense? Have you seen anyone anyone's strength that was weak now become more strong? Like their strength has improved because of this uh, weird time that we're going through. Have you seen it, that firsthand? Uh, perhaps the pastors who paid a price, but I think they had strong faith to begin with. I think a pastor Hildebrandt here in Ontario and Jacob, uh, they had faith right up to the point of losing their churches and they've remained strong, but I think they were strong beforehand. Um, to be honest, I've seen a lot of demoralization in the church. 
I've seen depression and anxiety. Uh, hopefully that'll lead people to casting their burdens on Christ. Uh, that's kind of the tact I've taken. I'm a flawed and imperfect person anyways. Uh, but that's where I've gone is I've gone to Jesus in this uh, crisis. And that certainly has helped me weather it. Um, I do know I had one, one customer, a cleaning customer whose um, common law boyfriend committed suicide as a result of the lockdowns. He was a healthy 42 year old man and she came home from work. She was an LPN and found her uh, common law husband of many years of whom she had two children with hanging from their uh, basement. Um, I shared the Lord with her and she's seen more open as a result of that loss. And I invited her to church, hmm. but uh, she has not made it to church yet. So what, uh, just one last thing. What is it with the spiritual blindness that seems to be uh, predominating among my family and friends where they just can't see, uh, the sort of nefarious, uh, machinations of those who are in power. I don't even know who's in power, like up above these puppet, uh, government leaders, but, um, what is it it's about the spirit? Blackmailed. So yeah, Bl blackmail. I don't think he calls the shots. He's too stupid. But what is it with the spiritual blindness of regular people, mom and pop on the, on the ground level where they just can't see that there's something fishy about this? Like I, mean, I saw right from the very beginning that, uh, there's a sort of, creepy uh, consensus that you never find it in the natural sciences. You don't find it in medical science. You don't find it in politics. But all of a sudden with COVID, everyone's on the left is completely united worldwide and uh, in lockstep. So what is it with the spiritual blindness? And it seems to be really polarizing. I don't know if, uh, if you want to talk about Satan being the prince of this world and how he operates. Do you think the, misc do you think the mask is slipping and we're starting to see uh, Satan overplay his hand a little bit here? Um, well, the left, I think, is on the side of Satan, and they're overplaying their hand. I think more I see now, speaking for the West, um, yeah, even speaking here in Ontario, I think more people are starting to see it. They just don't know what to do about it. We're, we're sheep without a shepherd. Um, you know, but there is some people who are willfully blind. Um, the, the lady who I was talking about who's vaccine injured, she still swears that her vaccine was a good choice even as her hands are trembling and she's weak and, you know, got a myriad of health problems now that she didn't have hours before her shot. Um, there's a doctor I know of who's injured, a family doctor, and uh, he's becoming very sick. And my friend who knows that doctor thinks that doctor could die soon. And he's swearing by his vaccine, even though he became uh, sick within hours of taking it. He says it's just, just happenstance, just a chance. Um, some, some blindness is willful. Also, Scripture does say having eyes they don't see, having ears they don't hear, lest the Lord will come and heal them. Um, you know, those are frustrating Scriptures in some ways for me, uh, but they are the reality of our world. There is spiritual blindness. That's, that's a reality. And I think you and I have to realize humanly we can't fix that. We can be faithful. We can share the truth. And I think if we become more prayerful, there is power in prayer and God can lift the blindness. And I think we have to look to the Lord to, to get us out of this mess we're in. Amen, brother. So thanks for taking the time. I know you're a busy guy and uh, you live a crazy life. And uh, I, I'm praying for you to have success with uh, against Trudeau and uh, his minions that are trying to uh, still chase after you with the uh, 
what that legal stuff. But uh, just generally with your faith walk and uh, dealing with uh, this crazy time that we're living in. So uh, I appreciate if you'd pray for me too. And uh, me and mine. But uh, very nice to see your face. And thanks for taking the time to talk to me. And we'll talk soon, okay? Yeah, I am blessed to be on your show. And I hope uh, I hope this benefits someone. For sure. Thank you so much. We'll talk soon. Thank you. God, God bless. bless. God bless you. Bye-bye.